Oh, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Podcast, which I did on Tuesday. So um, UFC skipped uh, Memorial Day weekend, so we decided to skip a week as well. So we are back, and I wanted to start by talking about stuff that happened almost two weeks ago. Okay, Schwan, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. So let's start with um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Invicta had a show on Friday night, uh, on the Friday night. And uh, what we were concerned about uh, on this show here was the two uh, title matches that they would be boring. Okay. And sure enough, they were. Okay, so what we had there, we had for the uh, flyweight championship, Martina Rodriguez beat, um, uh, what the fuck is her name now? Um, Anyways, she, it was a horrible fight. It was just garbage. And even worse was um, uh, Alicia Zapatelli uh, beating Jessica Del Bowie. Okay. And that was my split decision. So, Shawan, did you watch this stuff? Well, I I think Zapatella fight just because um I I've known her 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 camp before. I've known some of her coaches, and um I we were in previous fights about her potential, her athleticism, her her potential moves to the next level. But some of the problems she's had, and I wanted to see if she she had progressed as far as skill set, and I was disappointed to say because she was pretty much the same fighter had the same issue she was having before if not worse and i think it's going to put a cap on her ability to be a bellator ufc type level fighter because she has she hasn't improved she hasn't to me she hasn't improved in the last two years she's too small anyway but I mean, the thing is- well well you're right she is but there's things you can do to management and my my concern is i'm not seeing any growth in her game her standard dimensional and she can't transition from striking to wrestling or wrestling to striking and she, her striking is not good enough to create entries and so now her wrestling's not a factor because of her size and because of the fact she can't set it set the table with her striking it's it's obvious what the hole is and they have not fixed it yet and now she's struggling with girls who they with for showcase fights these are supposed to be dominant performances and her last two fights haven't been anything but truly dominant did she even win this fight? I didn't. I, I listen. I called it very close to a draw. I didn't think any either of them fought very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. I could listen to an argument for a draw because even though she she landed fairly well, she was she was catching she was catching as much as she was pitching, and her wrestling was. I don't want to say neutralized, but it wasn't nearly as effective as her credentials say it should be, and, and that was the case it was last time. Uh, well, I mean, and, and afterwards, who did she call out? Ayaka Hamasaki. Yeah, I wasn't too big a fan of that. For, okay, I got to tell you a couple of things about that I want to mention. First of all, I don't even know if Ayaka wants to fight the US anymore. Okay, she's under contract to start to rise, which is not that big of a deal. But she's 39 years old. Does she even want to pick up and, and and fight in Kansas City. I mean, why would she do that? 
Yeah, no, it's there's not no a big... ups. There's no upside for her to do that. Yeah, there, there's no real upside to it. It's not a big promotion. It's not a big situation. I mean, to be quite honest, even at her age, and given the fact that Zebatel is younger and supposedly a much better athlete, um, that fight at worst is 50. The way Zabatella has been looking, it's 50-50. And I don't know if she could recover from losing to a 39-year-old fighter who's not really super interested in fighting anymore. And there's a very, very possibility she would. The other fighter, the other fight in, in the two main events was just as bad, which didn't surprise me because uh, Martina Rodriguez you know, lost her last fight to Vanessa Porto. It was a title fight. And then Vanessa picked up and moved to Bellator. Yeah. So, which, which, is, which is another problem with Invicta. They can't ever keep anybody long enough to really develop them or build a fan base to help their, their well, organization. The, the only division where that's not really an issue, per se, is, is um, Attaweight. But that, they, look, they're supposed to be developmental, but I just don't think, I don't know whether they're not picking up good fighters or good fighters are turning them down, or I'm not sure, you know. Uh, and, and we're going to get another show from them in a couple of weeks, like next week, because uh, they're going to do one of those tournaments that they like to do, the one-night tournaments that they like to do, which I don't know about you. I freaking hate those things. I don't – I don't. honestly, I don't mind them terribly. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get the matchups you want because somebody gets injured, somebody can't continue. I like I like the spirit of them. I like the fact that people are willing to join in on them. But generally, some kind of nonsense happens, which causes you to miss the matchup you actually want. No, no, I'll tell you what I don't like about them. I know what they're trying to do, okay? You have to understand that women's MMA, when it first started back in Japan, it was all one-night tournaments, the World Remix tournaments. There was about three or four of those. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. But the big, the, the big difference here is those were full-length fights, okay? The athletic commissions in the U.S. will not allow that, all right? And so you've got these girls fighting one-round fights, and nobody throws hard enough to do anything other than it's kind of like they're – you know, rock 'em sock 'em robots for like five minutes. So uh, it's just kind of it's it's a one note type of thing. I mean, she's offering bonuses if somebody gets a KO or a submission. It hasn't happened. Well, a because the, the, some of the women do not have a lot of horsepower. That is true. But I I've said this before about UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, and Invicta fighters. To a certain degree, I feel that certain camps and certain coaches do not t- take the women fighters seriously because some of these fighters I've seen fight in 2018 and they're the exact same fighter in 2021. It's something they can't finish. They haven't been developed enough to maximize their skills to get the finish. They, that, would, that, that, that would demand improvement. And even some of the better fighters in the women's divisions, they're not, they're not fighting any better than they would when they got here. They're, they're, there's no new skill set. There's no new strength and conditioning. There's no new anything. So a lot of these girls aren't getting finishes because they're not getting any better. They're fighting a lot, but they're not getting any better, which means their coaches and their camps aren't doing their job. And I'm going to continue saying that because I see it with 87% of female fighters are when they first got into the sport, just more experience. All right. Well, at the same time on that Friday night, we had a Bellator show and the main event had Chris Cyborg beating uh, Lester you're, Smith. You're not, you're not gonna talk you're not gonna talk about the upset, the big the big high profile upset. We'll talk about that in a second. 
Okay. I, I actually didn't see that fight because I was watching Invicta, but uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. And so what we had is Chris – and by the way, I didn't think it was an upset. Uh, Chris Cyborg beating Leslie Smith by uh, fifth-round uh, KO, uh, TKO. And, and all we heard throughout that fight was uh, Mauro Ronaldo and big John McCarthy – Talking about how patient Cyborg is. She was patient. Ask you then, huh? She was patient. Let me ask you this: Was she too patient? Um, given her current status, I would say no. Given what I what I what I think of her skill set and where she is due to age, no, she she wasn't too patient. She towed that line pretty pretty convincingly, pretty well. Well, I kind of disagree with it. And I'll tell you why. She should be finishing Leslie Smith in the first round, not the fifth. Okay. Wait a minute. Did you say you disagree with me? You told me that never happens. Well, it happens, but I just don't listen. There comes a point where patience turns into something else. Complacency. Yeah. The thing, the thing is this. Ask when, MMA first started, she could get by on, if you watch her fight, she just overwhelmed people with activity and she would basically club them to death. She wasn't knocking them out. She was just beating them up and breaking their wills. At some point along, as the athleticism started to rise in these weight divisions, she realized she's not capable of stopping certain girls. And as she's gotten older, she's realized that she's a little bit more vulnerable. So she started being more technical with the jab and the footwork and placing her shots better. And the reason she's going to continue to do this is the one fight where she didn't fight with poise and control is the fight she got knocked out versus Amanda Nunes. Against Nunes, she started, she got into a firefight when in actuality, she should have been on her toes, jabbing, picking her shots, pivoting away and angling away. So she's never going to take that kind of chance again. She can't afford to lose at this point in mixed martial arts. She's got to keep that truck rolling. The thing with Leslie Smith is Leslie Smith's not really a threat, but Leslie Smith is well-conditioned and Leslie Smith is fairly tough. So if she sells out for the knockout and she doesn't get it, there's a chance that Leslie Smith might come on late in the third round or fourth round. So she decided to play safe. I'm just going to jab her. She's going to attack the body. She's going to chop the legs and, and I'll slowly break her down. Could she finish Smith earlier? Probably. But she's at the point where she's not taking any chances because she's trying to look for really big paydays and really big opportunities. And that demands that she wins. Uh, in other words, in other words, in other words, she's not looking for competitive fights and there's only one competitive fight out there. We all know who that is. Who's that? I don't know. Who's that? Could you explain yeah, that? It's Abandon Nunez, of course. Uh, you know, I would like to see them fight, and I would like to see Cyborg fight with some common sense. I'm not saying she beats her, but it's a much better fight. Amanda Nunez has to actually fight a Cyborg fighting with common sense and discipline. Yeah, I know, I know. But the point is, Cyborg doesn't want those kind of fights, okay? Well, in one instance, I, I, I can't really blame her. I mean, let's let's look at let's look at Amanda Nunez. And I'm a fan of Nunez, even though I... It, Nunes wants them to keep a featherweight division alive for, for her to be a double champion. Well, for what? There's no competitive fights. Just give up the belt and fight at Bantamweight. Where it's you like I said, it, it's like I said, it's like I asked you, when did Amanda Nunez become a narcissist? I don't quite know. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. There's no reason for it. Yeah, there's no, no, there's, there's no point to it. No, you're 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 100% right. Um, in the instance of, of Amanda Nunes and Cyborg, this is really what's best for both of them, for them to be in separate divisions, because they could make one payday fighting each other. 
on doing a separate business and make still make paydays because they're doing and keep on racking up wins and adding to their legacy. Fighting each other doesn't do anything else for them right now. It's a one big I, payday. I I guess, but you know as you know as well as I do, that's not what fans want. Yeah, well, I mean, fortunately for these, she's very popular. Her fans are going to follow her. She's going to make a certain kind of money regardless because her fans like her. Now, the fight you were talking about, I guess, was Valerie Laredo losing to Hannah Guy, right? Yes. Now, I didn't watch that fight because I was watching Invicta, but uh, <laughs> I did see the video <laughs> clip of her coach yelling at her. <laughs> that made me laugh. But, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to say, okay? She's an idiot. Yeah, she, uh, she basically, all she had to do is really jab and box. She had a speed advantage and a power advantage, but she insisted on trying to engage in grappling and really impose her will. And she didn't have to do that. She just had to move around and chop that girl down and finish her. And the, she kept she kept setting herself up being taken down. She just didn't fight with poise. Basically, she didn't have any sort of poise to the fight. She thought she could finish the girl early. The girl didn't go early. And instead of fighting smart, she started doing spinning kicks and spinning elbows and spinning back fists, tired herself out and basically got her work. That, that, that shit is what got, got her yelled at. Now, she also... Uh, tore ligaments in her elbow, so she had surgery for that. I sent you a picture of her. <laughs> she after the surgery, she insisted on showing us her ass. Okay, it just shows you where's her head at, man. I I think I mean I a lot of the coaches or I know people who coach them, so I look at things a little bit differently. I think. It's twofold. One, I think she's into the fight game. I think she's had some issues transitioning and really finding her groove because she wants to play up that Taekwondo. She wants to play up that flashiness because that's that makes you go viral. That helps you sell. What they're trying to do is make her more of a meat and potatoes fighter and take advantage of the obvious physical tools she has and use the spinning stuff here and there after you set it up with but, the clean work. But but Schwan, 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 the physical tools that she has are not fighting tools. No, she they're she, sex she, appeal tools. She can hit. She's got fast feet. Hands. She hits hard. She. We just don't know how durable she is and how she holds up when a fight kind of drags out. That's what she's trying to refine. She's got. You can't be that level of taekwondo person and not have physical tools. She just lacks some of the the poise and maturity that comes with fighting. But she wants to have it all. She wants to be a good fighter, but she also wants to be a star. So she's going to constantly be on brand. And use whatever whatever tool she has to make money and to put herself separate herself. Felice Herrick did the same thing for years, and and it works. You know, MMA does not pay the bills the way we think it does, and I can't fault her for trying to find avenues to make sure she's taken care of. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it, except she goes a little overboard. I think. Well, she she at some point she's going to have to make a decision about what she's doing because it's going to take a little bit more for her to really move up her weight class is going to be competitive for her to really make a difference it's going to take a little bit more focus and a little bit less social media time but um she's going to have to make a decision but right now for the level she's at she's trying to she's trying to establish a strong base of skills and a strong base of social media support so she can get those paydays as she as she moves on later because you know we see 10 years in the sport and they haven't made a million dollars and this is the punishment yeah, but, but but she has to smarten up because this fight landed her in the hospital yeah, I mean, but it was all poise. She she kept trying to impose her will when she didn't have to. All she had to do was stay on her toes, jab, and counter that girl when she came in, but she wouldn't do it. She didn't have to engage on the ground. Just stay on your feet. 
She just fought a dumb fight. She's got to get her poison under control. They've got to get her constant sparring and they need to be constantly correcting her into what she needs to do all the time in sparring. So when she gets into a life situation, she does what she's been trained to do and not what she feels she needs to do to prove a point. Okay, speaking of dumb fights, let's go on to uh, that the UFC show on the next, on, that's like next, almost two weeks ago, okay, where we had Carla Sparza beat Yan Chonan by uh, TKO in the second round. And basically, this came down to Yan did a dumb thing. Instead of leading with her jab like she should have, she, I don't know what the hell she tried to do. And, and Carla said afterwards that she wasn't sure what type of approach Yan would, would take. But what she actually just did is she walked right into a takedown, and that was it right there. Because really, that fight should have been stopped at the end of the first round because that, uh, that elbow that busted her open, it also knocked her out briefly. So that fight should have been stopped, but it went to the second round and it got stopped anyway. But it was just a stupid, stupid yet couple of ways you can approach it. And she approached it the wrong way. Yeah, um, I figured I figured I mean, I I said this before. She's got a good skill set. She's well conditioned. She listens to her coach. But as, as somebody who's coached athletes in boxing, MMA and basketball, the thing about it is you never know act in a tough spot until they're in a tough spot when you have an advantage and you're fighting people or training against people or competing against people who only have a surface level skill set you can be poised you can you, you can be in condition you always make the right move because they don't have an they, they don't have an adjustment to make the fighter she's beaten have no adjustment there's no depth to their game against carla esparza there was going to be a depth against carolina kovacavich there's no wrong move against angela hill there's no wrong move against claudia gadelia there's really no wrong move against Mistake might get you finished and that's exactly what happened she made a mistake and she's not used to making those mistakes and she's not used to having somebody who can exploit the mistakes she makes in that manner claudia goodell you couldn't angela hill couldn't carolina kovacavich couldn't condo couldn't but as far as it got one mistake and took her apart and made it look easy she just was okay so carla of course wants a title shot i don't think she's going to get it yet okay i think what we're going to see is uh rose It'll be a rematch with uh, Zhang Veili, and uh, then uh, Carla might get the winner of that. Now, there's another thing going on here, and that's that. Didn't they tell the other fighter if she won, she was going to get a title shot? I'm sorry, give me that again. Didn't they tell uh, Jonan that if she won, she was getting a title shot? That's what her coach said, but that's not what they told her. Okay, okay. Okay, so that that's not true. Her coach said that. But her coach said that, but not uh, her. Uh, she's got a Brazilian guy who's her uh, BJJ coach. He said that wasn't true. The, the thing you got to understand after the fight, Dana White did not commit to a title fight for anyone, and that's because he's working on a rematch. And, he, and I think he wants to do it in China too. So that's the other thing. Okay, so uh, the other person who weighed in on this is Joanna. Okay. Because she wants back in, and I think what we'll probably see here is we'll see a rematch, Rose versus Zhang Veili, and then Carla will likely fight Joanna, and the winner of that will get the next title shot. Now, a couple of, one thing I wanted to point out here, the reason this is not going to be a big issue, okay? Rose Namahunas, Zhang Veili, Carla Sparza, they're all managed by the same guy. Brian Butler. 
Did you know that? Uh, I knew about the first two. Okay. They're all managed by the same guy. So you don't think they're going to work that out? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will, but I don't know that they're going to work it out the way that those people want it to be worked out. Well, it, we'll have to wait and see about that. But uh, I actually, I've said all along that they're going to do a rematch first, and I didn't see anything after that fight. Dana White said, oh, yeah, she deserves a title shot, but he didn't say she was going to get one. And then Cormier said the same thing. Just because you deserve a title shot doesn't mean you're going to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, if I'm Carlos Esparza, if I, well, first off, I'm Joanna. I'm not taking another fight. I don't care what they tell me. And if I'm Carlos Esparza, until something is, I don't want to fight Joanna. I'm waiting until until they offer me the fight. I'm well, we'll just have to. We're we're going to have to wait and see about that. But it wouldn't surprise me if that fight did happen. I wouldn't take it if I was there. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Jo- jo- Joanna lost her last fight. I won. Oh, what what are we doing here, dude? Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. It depends if she wants to wait around. Like, I would tell you the same thing, that what Carla should do is just wait, okay? But maybe she doesn't want to do that. I don't know. If, if she if she goes and takes another fight, I'm, when, this blow, when it blows up in her face, because it will, I'll be right there laughing at her. Okay. The other fight on this show we had at, uh, featherweight Norma Dumont be um, um, Felicia Spencer by yeah. unanimous decision. This was an awful, awful, awful fight. Oh man, was it bad? It's awful. And this shows you what the problem is with the featherweight division. You have somebody like Felicia who clearly has potential as a fighter, and because she's not fighting anybody who's any good, she's regressing. And I also think she was injured coming into the fight. That's another thing. Is that the only reason? Or is it because her camp isn't developing? I mean, she looks like the same person when she came to the UFC almost three years ago. She hadn't gotten any better. And part of that is part of it is she's uh, she's only fighting she, she's not fighting anybody who's any dude, good. And I, when I she does fight somebody who's good, she's not good enough. I, I understand that, but your 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 training camp is supposed to find ways to motivate you and find ways to de- to develop your skills so that they haven't done that. I don't know. I don't know. It was a terrible fight. Yeah, and by the way, fight. it's a terrible Dumont's looked horrible. Dumont's looked mediocre and you lost yeah. to her. So Norma Dumont is talking about possibly dropping to uh, bantamweight again, but she also says she wants to keep the featherweight division going. Then they oh, moved okay. her to the, well, the UFC has moved her to Las Vegas, eh? I don't and understand. So why are they so invested in this woman? There's ask, lots of- Amanda, ask the narcissist, Amanda Nunez. I will not ask the I will not ask the double champ that question. That's what I refer to her as, the double champ. No, it's the narcissist. Okay? Keeping that title alive is narcissistic. Okay, there's no reason for it other than her trying to boost her own ego. That's it. That's narcissism. I could see some uh, discussion of that. Okay, that's narcissism. Okay, get rid of that division. We're not even talking about this. 
so I guess we're going to be dealing with it anyways. All right. Okay, we got a show Saturday. First of all, there was supposed to be uh, Amanda Rebus versus Angela Hill, and Amanda is still suffering the effects of COVID-19. So that's not happening. I don't know if they're going to reschedule it or whatever. Uh, We have two fights. Both are at flyweight. The first one is Montana De La Rosa versus Ariane Lipsky. And uh, Montana is originally from Texas. She used to fight at strawweight, but now she's at flyweight. You know, I saw her before she was in the UFC, and I thought she was mediocre. So I don't think she's any better now. Um, Ariane has been a bit of a disappointment. She's, of course, from Brazil, but she's a former KSW champ. She hasn't done well in the UFC, Schwan. Um, You know, to me, she's been a disappointment. They've both been disappointments. Well, I don't think Montana is any good in the first place. You know, well, I don't think she's. A- but the UFC clearly thought she she was good, as you're saying. Ariana is the biggest one. Signing, they were expecting her to be a contender within the year of her signing, and she's a barely mid mid card fighter at this stage. Um, the biggest issue with me is in in KSW, she seemed like a, a whole different athlete. Her power seemed bigger, her strength and her explosiveness seemed better. So I don't know if she would just face competition or something's changed because she has not shown any of the physical prowess dominance or explosiveness in in ufc in ksw she hit people they fell down in ufc she hits people and they walk right through it people get their hands on her they push her to the fence they throw her down every time they hit her she's taking two steps back she's just not the physical dynamo and when she lost those physical advantages all her technical holes started coming out like one she doesn't really have a jab Two, she can't transition from ranges. And three, she's not good defensively on her feet or on the ground. She's really like a one-note, one-direction fighter, and she's not a good enough athlete to be that. So the question is, if she loses, does she get cut? I don't think so. I think they'll still no? keep her. I don't think they'll cut her. I think Montana's you think, we, you, think that's be- you think that's because of her looks? I think part of it's because of her looks. I think part of it's because she's shown some success recently. She's like on a win streak. Tana's the one who's close to getting cut. Schwan, Schwan, she lost her last fight to Antonina Shevchenko, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. She lost her last fight to Antino. Antonina, but they like Antonina. You lose to certain people, they'll understand it. You lose to other people, they don't like that. Well, I don't know what this fight's going to be like, but it's – it's very disappointing when fighters come in and they just don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, uh, Montana, I, I don't have a problem with She's kind of like a poor man's version of she can grapple, she can wrestle, but she can't strike either. And she's not quite as good enough athlete to, to force it into certain spots. So when she can't get you down, all the girls she's beaten have been mediocre. Anytime she's facing even decent competition, she's gotten like abused. Like that Araja almost killed her. It was terrible what they let her do to her. So, um, well, she uh, she's she's now training up at uh, Elevation in uh, Colorado. Yeah, I I once again, and maybe they'll do a miracle on her, but usually I it takes it. a while. It takes a while for you to to enact changes. Luckily, she's not facing a really good opponent, so she should have some opportunities to win. It's just either one of these guys because neither one of them has consistently looked even decent against anything. Reg- close to real competition against mediocre competition they look great against even okay competition they just look horrible they look like they don't know what they're doing they look completely outclassed all right the other fight on this also at flyweight 
It was supposed to be Marina Moreau's versus Manon Fioro. And Marina, it must be COVID-related. She just dropped out, and they replaced her yesterday with uh, Tabitha Ricci. And I want to talk about Marina for just one second. Schwann, this girl has a long history of dropping out of fights. What the hell is with her? Um, I have no idea. It's just been something I've she's always done. And um, it's part of the reason she's never really been able to build any momentum because she's never been able to consistently make it to fight night. Did you know that she's been with the UFC since 2015? Yeah, I remember she, uh, who did she beat? She beat somebody and it was Joanne a big Calder. Joanne yeah. Calder. She beat Calder when they were trying to get, they were her versus Joanna Jajedrick. And she, after that, she kind of flamed out. But she's been with them for a long time. She hasn't fought as much, but she's been with them for a really long time. No, she she keeps dropping out of fights. She gets injured in training or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, well, she's had a long history as far as competing in the world level, as far as boxing. Maybe it's been kind of an issue with her there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty terrible with her, to be honest. She's not been very reliable. And that, like I said, that's hurt the UFC's ability to keep her busy and to build up momentum and willingness to get behind her to, to make her into a star because she's just so unreliable. Okay, so let's talk about the two fighters that are actually doing this fight. Uh, Manon Fioro is Fioro. from Fioro. She's from Nice, France. Okay, uh, and uh, she in her UFC debut, she uh, beat up on Victoria Leonardo. Now she's had a little, uh, fought a little better competition before she came to the UFC because she fought for uh, UAE Warriors in um, Abu Dhabi. Didn't and she so, fight Liam McCourt? Sorry? Didn't she fight Leah McCourt? She lost to her, right? No. I don't think so. I, I thought she did. I'll check on that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so she so she fought actually half-decent fighters in UAE Warriors. So uh, she might be a decent fighter. Who knows? Uh, the the newcomer what, who's... Sorry? Based off what I've seen from her, she's a very good athlete. She's a... a Somewhat limited, but a dynamic striker, pretty skillful. She's more of a traditional martial arts style that's been tailored to MMA. So she's very dynamic, very creative on the feet with her footwork and distance management and counters. Her boxing isn't great. It's all right. Her kicks are dynamic and, and pretty pretty well put together, but she just doesn't fight consistently. She fights in spots, but she's a big, strong, physical girl who's dynamic with her striking. And on the ground, she's pretty basic, but she's so big and physical after she beats you up on the feet, she just throws people down and pile drives them, just beats the hell out of them until they either give up or basically stop trying to win the fight. So she's actually a pretty good prospect. And I feel, feel she has the uh, she has the ability to, to put some wins together and maybe get ranked in the UFC. I really do. Okay. To, uh, her opponent, who was just named yesterday, is Tabitha Reese. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I did my research as usual. And Tabitha is 26 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil, but she trains at Paragon uh, BJJ in Santa Barbara, California. Okay. And she's 5-0. and oh. uh, Her last three fights were in the LFA. So I went over to UFC Fight Pass and I watched her most recent fight. And uh, the fighter she was fighting wasn't very good, but she looked pretty good. The only thing about her is she's fighting a flyweight, but she's a strawweight. So I think what we're seeing here is somebody who's taking this fight to get into the UFC, and then after this fight, she'll drop down to strawweight because she's not a flyweight. She's too small. 
Yeah, that's why I have some concerns about her winning. Ricci hasn't really fought anything close to UFC competition, even the bad ones. And coming in at a weight class with the way Fior, 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 Fioro, Fioro, how she fights, she's got like she's got that kind of broad base. She bounces in and out, circles around, ends on the angle, ended, exits, has the kick, kicks to to maintain distance. I don't know how Ricci gets to her consistently to even attempt to take down or to tie her up. She's gonna have to walk through shots. Yeah. I don't. Think, I don't. I don't, think I, I don't think. I don't. I don't think she has a hope in hell of winning because of her size. Yeah, she can't. She doesn't have the technical skills to make to get to her. She doesn't have the technical sk- on the feet. She doesn't have the striking to get in position to even attempt takedowns. And even if she gets in on her, by the time they get to the fight, she's going to be probably be a twenty pound disadvantage and is most likely going to get manhandled. Now she's a very good submission person. She could just snatch a submission, but I don't know that she even gets into the ground until zero no. one. So I, I expect her to dominate. Well, I mean, I I think we have to to, to kind of. Uh, discount this fight for for Tabitha, and I, I can actually look forward to seeing her at Strawweight. Yeah, I, but if she wins it, it'll be a big feather in her cap. It'll be a huge. I don't see that here. Yeah, I, I don't think she will. Leave. It would be a big step forward for her if she could. Okay, so the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships announced that um, uh, uh, Paige Van Zandt will fight Rachel Ostevich. And Paige's uh, <laughs> response to that on Twitter was one word, boobies. Yeah, well, you know what? Paige Van Zandt knows her. She knows her target audience, and she's not going to stray from them. I, no I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't hate on her. She knows her argument. She knows who she, she plays to, and she's going to make sure place to them 100%. That's smart marketing on her. And that's smart marketing for the bare knuckles. They're doing this fight for a reason and not because they think it's going to be a good fight. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we covered everything quite well. Okay, that's about it, folks. Uh, Again, uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for um, either my blog or either my podcast, you can uh, leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.